Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 72 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And Hump, we're here. It's draft day for us. Not the draft day yet. we got a couple more days. But it's Walk On Radio's draft. How you feeling, GM? Are you prepared? Are you ready to go? Jim <laughs> Humphreys. I like it, man. I, draft week. I'm really excited. Uh, I've I've spent more time this year looking at the draft than I do normally. Uh, however, with that being said, I am least sure about how the draft is going to end up as I've ever been. Uh, and I and honestly, if you look at the Mel Kuypers, you look at the Todd McShays, those guys don't know what's going to happen either. I mean, when you when you when you're not even sure who the number one pick is going to be. Uh, and, and it seems that this week that's kind of coming out. You're, you're going to have a unique draft. So, Hump, let's let's roll right into it. We got a <laughs> bunch of picks to make. Uh, I had to kind of look around and look at my draft board. So, talk to me about the first pick. And uh, like you said, this pick kind of starting out the gate. Normally, you know who your number one is, but this time there's a couple different options. So, kind of talking about those three or four different guys and. And uh, before I make my pick, make your prediction. Guess who you think I'm going to take and which one will be the best, the one will that, that will turn out the most. Yeah, so you've got, you know, you've got Jacksonville. They're on the clock, uh, which was actually a, a really remarkable thing uh, last year. As a matter of fact, I think when the Lions beat the Green Bay Packers late in the season, they lost the number one pick. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. And, and that's kind of a Lions thing to do. I mean, you know, hooray. You beat the Packers, but you gave up the number one pick in the process. So it's Jacksonville. Uh, they had the number one pick um, a couple years ago. They got Trevor Lawrence. Um, oh, wait. Number one pick last year. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay, so they've had two back-to-back number one picks. That's You know that's who else had good. that? Can you name the team uh, a few years ago that had back-to-back picks in the very first one? Cleveland. Yep. It was Cleveland. Miles they went, Garrett they went and Miles Baker Garrett Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. You went one for two. You, Miles Garrett's an all-pro guy. Baker, I still believe in Baker. I, not for Cleveland. He's hey, not going to play in yeah, Cleveland before, anymore. Uh, before you keep going, Baker Mayfield, is he a Pittsburgh Steeler? <laughs> I, I, this draft is also interesting because of I, I really think that some current NFL rostered players are in play to be, tra- to be, to be traded during the draft. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. And and right now, what seems to be the most prized possession is Debo Samuel. Could you see a Could you see a first round pick traded to acquire Debo Samuel? Yeah, and uh, it's funny you say that because there is a team that I know very well with two first round picks looking for a receiver, the Green Bay Packers. Well, it's like it's like, why would they not do that? Um, I mean, I, I I am very okay with selling the farm to get Debo Samuel because. After Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter what the farm has. It's it's that's it. So so do everything you can to get Debo. Uh, the problem is I don't know that the Niners. Obviously, they see the the Packers as a NFC threat. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily know that they would do that. Well, I certainly hope that the Packers uh, make a move for him. He would definitely be be a big pick and a Darren Waller, which I think we'll talk about later as we kind of get through the draft. But hum, let's get back to it. First rounders, first pick of the draft, got a couple names. Yeah, Jacksonville, man, I think that this one comes down to you're gonna get you're gonna get a guy on the edge, uh, on the offensive side or the defensive side. And what I mean by that, you're gonna get a you know, who you think is the best pass rush in this draft, 
or you're gonna are you gonna draft an offensive tackle here? Uh, you know the guys that are that are kind of at the top of that list: Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, uh, Trayvon Walker, kind of become. You know, ever since the combine, that guy, he, right now, he's the odds-on favorite to be the number one pick. Uh, you know, I, I personally would pick a, a defensive end here, but if you pick the tackle, uh, Iki Ekawanu or, or Evan Neal or uh, maybe a Charles Cross, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, you know, you, you, spent, you spent last year's number one overall pick on Trevor Lawrence, uh, so obviously the... The, the the main focus is is keeping him protected and uh, letting him letting him thrive in that Jacksonville Jaguars offense. So, Dalton, uh, this is your pick. This is this is Dalton Meyer, GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You are on the clock. Who are you selecting? Yeah, so it was a tough decision. Um, I really thought in the my first thought was I'm going to go with an offensive tackle. Need to give Trevor Lawrence some help, but. I decided at the end of the day that Jacksonville needs some help on defense, and right now the best player, he was the best player in the season, and he's just done such good numbers. Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, Michigan, is the first pick of the draft. It's a safe pick. It's probably the pick they're going to make, and uh, I'm going with him, Michigan. I, I, I Dalton, if that was if I was controlling it, and I was the uh, I was the Jacksonville GM, I would I would make the same exact pick. All right, so next up we have the Detroit Lions. They kind of need a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. really struggled last year. Dan Campbell, uh, great coach, but just Jared Goff needs some help, or Jared Goff needs a replacement. A lot of different options here. So, Hump, the floor is yours. What are you thinking? You know, there's been rumblings of, you know, the Lions take a Malik Willis here, uh, who, who had a great testing season. Uh, obviously, his ceiling is, is so high. I don't know that he's NFL-ready today. Uh, so I, I'm not going to go quarterback here. Uh, you know, a guy that's interesting, Dalton, and, and a guy that coming into the last year's college football season that was the absolute end-all, be-all, consensus number one overall pick was Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, he has seemed to fall uh, in in a lot of the latest mock drafts, uh, which, I mean, I think the guy's a good player. Uh, so you could go that here, but... I, I'm I'm and this here's my pick, but I, I'm gonna go with kind of the tide. Uh, like I said, he's kind of a dark horse, uh, one of the odds-on favorites to be the number one overall pick. I am gonna pick Trayvon Walker. Trayvon wow. Walker, yep, defensive end from Georgia. So, what do you think it was that just because this is a guy that you kind of have your people out the gate that you know who's gonna be really well, and all of a sudden Trayvon Walker shows up and his name pops out. What do you think it was that finally got scouts and and everybody's attention on this player? I don't know, man. Uh, his athleticism is obviously very impressive. Uh, you know, he's really long. Uh, I, you know, his stats aren't as great as you might want them to be, but if you look at Georgia's front seven, they're, they're probably they, – they might have four first-rounders in, in, this, in this draft alone. And so there, there's, there's not a lot of stats to go around because of how many people are capable of making those plays. And, you know, I think Aiden Hutchinson is – He's a more sure thing than Trayvon Walker, but I would argue that Trayvon Walker's ceiling is is greater than Aiden Hutchinson's. So next up, we have the Houston Texans with the third pick. <laughs> and uh, because we're in the Houston area, we have a lot of Houston fans uh, that listen. We decide that me and you are going to both agree on this one. So uh, there's a lot of options. because this, this pick alone changes the entirety of the draft because you, you really could go 
any route right here. So the mock drafts and like 90% of people say Kyle Hamilton, safety Notre Dame is the pick, but you always see the best player you want to draft. Yep. So you have, you know, Derek Stingley Jr. Do they need a corner? Maybe. They do I'm need a gardener. They need a lot of weapons. Yeah. Offensively or defensively. If I'm making the vote, I'm saying Kyle Hamilton's probably the safe pick for the Texans at safety. Uh, I just think he's the right pick. But I, if you say, if you tell me right now, Texans are taking Derek Stingley Jr., I would agree with you. See, I, and and it's funny you asked me if you wanted to pre-plan this, and I told you no because I, I kind of wanted to get your candid response. I'm going a completely different route. I think that the Texans should boost their offensive line. I think you got a guy like Evan Neal. You got a guy like Iki Ekwanu. Um, I don't know. I mean, Evan Neal, he played, I think he started like 35 games at left tackle for, for Bama. And so that, that, really, that really entices me. I like Kyle Hamilton in this spot a lot more than I like Derek Stingley. I don't like Derek Stingley's availability in college. He didn't play a lot, but his film when he is on the field, is freaky. It's freaky. Now, here's my problem with getting a tackle, and I do agree they're going to have to protect Davis Mills, I guess the guy that they're running with. But, uh, man, they just signed Laramie Tunsil to mm-hmm. a big contract, mm-hmm. and they, I think they believe in Titus Howard, their draft pick from last year. So do I think they need an offensive tackle? Yes. Do I think they wait probably a few rounds? Because, you know, there's going to be there's a lot of good tackles in the draft. The uh, Northern Air, Iowa guy, I don't know if he lasts very long. He might be a first-round guy, but there's a lot of good tackles in the draft. But, you know, I see where your head's at, so I can agree. I say either— I'm okay with Hamilton. You want to go I, Hamilton? I, that would be my second choice Yeah. Um, behind an offensive lineman. So if that's your first choice, I'm good with Hamilton. Okay, then we'll go with Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. 6'4", safety from Notre Dame. Uh, he, he's got the look, Dalton. He, you know, he—, he he looks the part. Uh, and, you know, obviously, if you're the Texans fan base here, you're hoping that this guy is a is a 10-year, you know, all-pro type guy eventually. I mean, obviously, safety is not a very, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's not sought out, but it's not as as coveted as, a, as an edge guy or an or a offensive tackle. But Kyle Hamilton has the tools to, to be that guy, uh, and so I, I think that he can be that guy. So next up, we have the New York Jets, and my goodness, they've been bad for so long. They just have so many different things they need to fill. Jets is just a team that is not desirable to be on. When are they going to change? Is this the year, Hump? This is, you know, you're in the process of saving a team, saving a life, and this pick is very important for the Jets, so it's going to be a tough decision. Who are they looking for, and who are you going to take? Well, and you know, something we forgot to mention, Dalton, the Lions, they were the second overall pick. They also own the 32nd pick. The Texans, the third overall pick, they own the 13th overall pick. And the Jets, who I'm picking for right now, fourth overall, they also have the 10th overall pick. So a lot of ammunition for three really bad teams. Uh, Dalton, I'll be honest with you. Um, I am... I don't know why people are, are all of a sudden not high on Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy who was consensus, and I mean leaps and bounds, the number one guy heading into the season. Uh, he didn't have a bad year. I mean, he, he didn't he didn't just blow it out of the water, but I think talent-wise, 
he's as good as they come. Uh, so I'm, I'm conflicted right here. I really like Evan Neal. I think Evan Neal is the best tackle in this draft. Uh, and, and quite honestly, he's going to get picked here pretty quick. If I don't pick him, uh, for the New York jets, there's no way he makes it to 10. Um, but man, the jets were bad on defense last year. They were bad on offense. There's no, they're, they're, they're bad on both. <laughs> I'm going to go the exciting pick here and I am going to go cave on Thibodeau. Wow. I'm going to go cave on Thibodeau. Yep. Yeah, so do you think uh, he got injured last season, right, um, halfway through? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Do you think that's the big reason, or just a guy like Aiden Hutchinson has such a good year, just kind of overlaps him? I don't know. I mean, he, you know, Thibodeau, I don't think, tested as good as he was hoping um, in, in pro-day combine stuff, but I, I, just, I just really think that the talent is there. I know, you know, I read one thing a while ago talking about that Thibodeau's, uh, his drive was questioned. It, it, was, it was kind of a... Kind of a question mark if he really loved the game of football. Uh, I'm not worried about it. I, I, I feel good about that pick if I'm the Jets. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. So next up, we have the New York Giants in the fifth pick, and that's me. And, Who also uh, owns the seventh pick. So yeah. it, there's a lot of, lot of two, two first-round picks, uh, two, teams with two first-round picks in this year's draft. So the second that you pick Kayvon Thibodeau, the Giants are jumping out of their seats. They're super excited because now they have – Three different options at tackle, and uh, there's this is a tough one because there's Evan Neal, tackle from Alabama, Charles Cross, tackle from Mississippi State, and Ekum Ekwanu, Ekwanu, I think, tackle from North uh, NC State. So this is where I have to make decisions. Yeah, because originally Evan tackle Neal, tackle is the right pick here, no yeah, question. One of, Daniel Jones needs protection. Saquon Their Barkley line is yeah. awful. Yep. Originally, Evan Neal was the number one pick for a while. All of a sudden. Ikum Ekwanu, he is a higher-rated tackle. And then all of a sudden, while doing research, Charles Cross is a higher-rated tackle than both of them. So this is tough for me, but I am going to make the tough decision, and I'm going with Ikum Ekwanu, okay. tackle okay. from NC State. I think either way, the Giants made a great pick taking a tackle. I think they will make the tap pick. Whichever one they take, you know, other teams are going to be happy. This is a big bit win-win because now other teams can pick up who they wanted. They get who they want. But Ika McWanu, just a monster on the line. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, they need some help, and they're going to get it. He was the one that, like, he whatever he weighs, 300-and-something pounds, he ran like a 4-9 uh, in the 40 at, at the NFL Combine, which is just which is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Okay, Dalton, so we're to our last – both we're both a GM here situation. It's the last one of the draft, but the reason I did that, the reason we decided that, is because this is a big one. You know, you got the Carolina Panthers sixth overall. Do they take a quarterback, or do they roll the dice, stay with Sam Darnold, and 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 the, the problem is is that they don't have a second or third round pick in this year's draft. So it's like, if you want to make a splash, you have to do it here. And so we're, we have to decide, do we take a quarterback? If we are taking a quarterback, who is it? Or are we going to take something else? So here's my problem with this situation is there's not a quarterback in my eyes that I feel confident enough saying this is a guy that can go in the sixth, the sixth pick in the draft. And you know me, I'm a big Darnold mania guy. I've always supported him. Do I think he's going to be the starter heading into the season? Yes. Will he stay the starter the whole season? I don't know. Do they take a quarterback here? I'm not sure because, like I was just kind of hyping up, 
They also need offensive line. If they want Christian McCaffrey to stay healthy, you know, probably won't be. But uh, they have two great options to tackle. Could we see a back-to-back offensive line take? Maybe. You know, you have uh, the center from Iowa. He's around. He is an animal. So because of the lack of skill in the quarterback class, you know, nothing against the quarterbacks, but I, my answer is no, but I could be convinced. I uh, personally, I'm with you. I do not think that Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis is worth the sixth overall pick. Um, you know, if, if the Panthers wanted to, I think they could trade down and, and get one of those guys, maybe trade to that 10, 11, 12 range. Uh, but I don't, I don't necessarily know that's the right route. And honestly, I think Evan Neal has fallen far enough. I think it's time that we bolster that offensive line, give, give Sam Darnold some help. Uh, if, if he is in fact the quarterback, you know, I still think there's a shot that it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I still think there's a shot that it's Baker Mayfield. Uh, but we got to protect Chris McCaffrey. Um, I'll just pretend that I, I believe in Sam Darnold here, and we're not going to pick a quarterback. Man, another thing, too, is the free agency world is still out there, and a guy that could end up being a Carolina Panther is Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. We kind of see that it seems that the Browns are waiting until Deshaun Watson gets cleared of everything, and just in case he has to get suspended again, they will have Baker as a backup. But, uh, you know, he could be an option. But, Hump, call me crazy, but I have a scenario that I think could happen here. And, uh, you know, you talked about earlier when we talked about this, can we do trades? Hear me out. I'm not making this trade here, but could you see the Pittsburgh Steelers trading up and taking Malik Willis in the sixth pick? Man, it's just it's going to be so expensive. Uh, I think they could absolutely trade up and get Malik Willis. I just I don't know at six, man. That golly, what what are you giving up next year's first round too? Yeah, I just don't like that. In my head, it would be something like you said. They just kind of flop with the Panthers, but is that worth it for the Panthers? Well, no. I mean, but like, let's say they do flop. Well, there there has to be benefit for moving all the way up to six. So that the Steelers got to give up more. Yeah. Than just flopping. Yeah. But uh, so we're both agreeing no quarterback. Are we saying Evan Neal goes to the Panthers? I think you have to. Yeah. I think that I think that be, being a being a successful All American tackle at Bama for so long, uh, you you that type of experience is unmatched, and so I think you have to go Evan Neal. All right, so I, I'm with it too. So Evan Neal to the the Carolina Panthers. Uh, <coughs> hopefully, he can build the offensive line. Darnold Mania, we believe in you. So next up, we have the New York Giants again with the seventh pick. Hump, this is you. So uh, what you feeling? You, we just took a tackle uh, with the Giants with my pick. So now they have to add something else. What are they adding, and who's it going to be? Man, I, you know, you went offensive tackle uh, with their first pick. Uh, I think we should definitely go defensive side of the ball here. Uh, to me, it boils down between an edge rusher and, and, a, and a DB. Uh, and, you know, to me, the big three – at the edge position in Hutchinson, Walker, and Thibodeau, they're gone. Uh, so I think that there's more value at the corner position. Uh, and then that brings the question, is it Stingley is CB1 or is it Ahmad Garner? Ahmad Sauce Garner, CB1. It's, I don't, it's a tough call. It's a tough it call. Tough. I mean, Stingley kind of has the numbers and, and the look, but Sauce Garner – didn't allow a touchdown. Never allowed a touchdown in college. And I, Played in Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't want to hear the Cincinnati didn't have competition because 
We love Cincinnati. I'm a Bearcat with a C fan we, now. We're cousins. We're, yeah. we're cousins. So the competition thing isn't there because he did his thing on all levels, but Derek Stingley <laughs> was very consistent. But like you said, kind of in, in and out. Yeah. I uh, Man, I'm a big... I'm a big availability is is a is a very important ability guy, and so for that reason, I, I'm kind of shading towards Ahmad Gardner, uh, and so I think that's the route I'm going to go. Somebody's going to get a great player in Derek Stingley. Uh, it's just not going to be the New York Giants. So All give right. me give me Ahmad Gardner. So Sauce Gardner to the New York Giants. I kind of like that. It's going to be you know I've always said uh, the Giants their jerseys are kind of a. Kind of my, I don't know. The color scheme of the Giants have really blue I and red is a good with. look. It's just it's the nice. Bills look good. Yeah. Patriots look good. So I next up, that. we have the Atlanta Falcons, and boy, boy, they have a lot of options. Boy, do they go quarterback here? Do they go center? Do they go guard? D line? Everybody else. Head Receiver, coach, mascot, fans. With Calvin Ridley out, yeah, and and. and Golly, who 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 is Marcus Mariota? Marcus Mariota potentially throwing to? I guess they got they do it. They do have Kyle Pitts. Yeah, they do have Kyle Pitts. So this is tough because on my paper here, on my little mock draft, I had Sauce Gardner one, Derek Stingley number two as the second option. He's there. He's available. Grab him. But after doing some more research and looking into more stuff, it is apparent how bad the Falcons need a receiver. Now, do we trust Kyle Pitts with kind of taking over the reins and being receiver number one despite being a tight end? I think the answer is yes. I think he can do enough, and there's still plenty of signees available. There's still plenty of drafts available. There's a lot of receivers. Not a, a receiver has not been taken yet, so there's still going to be some options later down the line. So I think the Falcons are going to go next best player. They see Derek Stingley. They shook hands with the Giants, and they take him. The next available cornerback, cornerback number two now. So Derek Stingley Jr. going to the Falcons. But they're going to make this pick. They're going to have to make a lot of crazy draft picks later, and they're going to have to do some signings because offensively they are very weak. But I'm going with Derek Stingley, best player. I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I personally, like in, in when I've been doing it, I typically give them a receiver, but I, I do see the upside with Stingley. Uh, I, I like what you said about the receivers. This is a very – very deep receiver class. And I'm not just talking, hey, the top three or four guys are all awesome. There, there's there's 10 guys that, that are going to be vital parts to NFL rosters. I mean, I don't, I don't want to give away any names because I think that there are a lot of receivers about to go off the board, but I, I'm, I'm good with the Stingley pick. I like it. So next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks with a ninth pick. And uh, speculation, and I don't know if it's a first-round option, but Desmond Ritter potentially being a Seahawk. So, Hump, hard decision here. Do you take him at quarterback? Is Drew Locke your answer? Or do you go with the receiver? Do you go with the defensive back? What's on your mind here? Seattle Seahawks got to rebuild if they want to get back to that Super Bowl. Man, man, oh, man. This is, uh, this is a tough one. Uh, to me, immediately what sticks out is your quarterback issue. I am not a Drew Locke believer in the slightest. Um, having said that, I know that next year's quarterback draft is loaded. You've got CJ Stroud, you've got Bryce Young. And so are the Seahawks just content with sucking this year and getting one of those guys? And if you had that line of thought, you had that, you had that thought process to me, you'd go tackle right here. I mean, the big complaint was to protect exactly 
Exactly. The complaint with Russell Wilson was protecting him. So if you're going to suck this year, and they're going to suck, there's no question, and you're going to draft a quarterback next year, you almost wonder, should we just take a tackle? Should we just take a tackle? And, I mean, you look at, you know, we're both using PFF as our kind of our guide through the draft. Charles Cross is the third-rated player. So, you know, we took two different tackles that we feel is a better. But PFF has Charles Cross way up there. This is another example of next best pick. Do they do that, or do you have anything else in mind? What is, uh, what's going through GM Hump? Again, man, I just, golly, and, and I've heard the Ritter stuff too, and I think Ritter, I think where Ritter stood out was his intelligence. I think that during the interview process, he was incredible. Uh, I've heard him talk. He's very, very well-spoken, very, very intuitive guy. Uh, and so that that's impressive, obviously, to, you know, a guy like Pete Carroll or, or whatever. But, man, I just, it's just not a deep quarterback draft. It's just not. Uh, and so I am going to go Charles Cross here, uh, the best available player, best available tackle. And, uh, yeah, Seattle Seahawks, Charles Cross. So next up, we have the New York Jets again with the 10th pick. And uh, I've got a lot of available names here that I'm looking at. And I think it's time we get a receiver. It's absolutely time we get a Zach receiver. Zach Wilson needs some help. He needs some weapons. And uh, I got two names here. It's, that- it, now, here's the question. The top, I would say to me, the top four guys, maybe five, are really interchangeable. So I'm interested to see what you had to say as your who, – who's going to be your receiver one? Yeah, so this is tough. You got people like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and, of course, Jameson Williams. Yep, yep. That'd be my top four. I'm going to make a crazy pick here because I don't think this guy has been the receiver number one in a lot of people's eyes. I think he fits with the Jets the best. I think he's going to be their option. Maybe a bust, but it's Dalton. You know, I take some risks. USC receiver Drake London. I I like it. Receiver one, first receiver off the draft. And uh, I will say, the second, if the Jets make this pick, the rest of the NFL is taking a deep breath because I know a lot of teams have these other players on their list. But give me Drake London. I think he's going to match with Zach Wilson, match with the Jets. Jets are rebuilding. Let's see. Let's see something happen. Dude, he's got got that basketball history. I mean, he's like 6'4", 6'5", big. He's a Mike Evans type guy, uh, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about Drake London uh, coming into last year. But before his ankle injury, he was like thousand yard receiver, ten touchdowns already. Just, it, just incredible. Just stats fly off the page. His film, he's just so big and so athletic. I like the pick, uh, and I, I absolutely think that the Jets they have to go receiver. Uh, with that pick right there, and I think Drake London is a good option. So next on the clock, we have the Washington Commanders, and man, you've had some tough situations where this is another quarterback situation. Do the Commanders take a quarterback, or do they build their offensive line? A lot of different options here. Are you making the risky pick and going with quarterback? (coughs) Dalton, um, first off, I am not going quarterback. Uh, I think that, I almost think that they have kind of bit the bullet. They're, They're rocking with Carson Wentz. Um, you know, he didn't really pan out for Indianapolis. Not that he was just terrible at Indianapolis. Of course, I watched a lot of Colts uh, the last two years with, with Jonathan Taylor. But he wasn't terrible. He just wasn't good at all, um, if if that makes sense. But I, I do think that Carson Wentz is an upgrade for what they did have at quarterback last year in, in Fitzpatrick and Heineke. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not going to go quarterback here. I'm actually going to go something crazy. Uh-oh. I'm going to go something crazy. Um and I, and I like this guy. This is, 
I think that this guy is is a prime suspect to go to Atlanta at eight overall. Uh, so when he fell, I I got excited. So there's been rumblings that the Washington uh, Commanders, which I got to get used to. <laughs> you I were ca- just getting used I to the football I got to get used team. to, my God. Um, but there's been rumblings that star receiver, I say star receiver, good receiver, Terry McLaren, is kind of unhappy with some contract stuff. Oh, no. You, you've, got that, you've got that Terry McLaren, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf bunch, kind of those second, third-year guys that they want to get paid. They see the Devontae Adams. They see the Tyreek Hills, which – those guys screwed it up for the oh, NFL. Yeah. And that'll be next episode we talk free agency stuff. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to cover. Yeah, they, they screwed it all up. But I think that Washington is, is worried about that. They've got to have weapons for Carson Wentz to succeed. There's no doubt. Uh, I think that Washington's defense, if it stays healthy, they can hold it down with their, with their front seven. Obviously, Chase Young is, is a dude. Uh, so I'm going to go receiver here. Uh-oh. And uh, I, think, I think that this is... 1A or 1B to Drake London. I think that these these two guys are about the same, but I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. Wow. So so potentially replacing an Ohio State receiver with an Ohio State receiver. So give me uh give me Garrett Wilson here. Now, what happens if, you know, if you're if you're a GM and you're the front office, what happens if Scary Terry kind of figures his stuff out? Do you think this then becomes a mistake cuz you could have picked somebody else or at the end of the day now you kind of have a, a two-headed weapon? I, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily think that Garrett Wilson is going to be a mistake. I mean, I think that he's he showed at Ohio State that he's a dude. Uh, I mean, if you watched him this last year with C.J. Stroud, I mean, golly, he, he's he's really good. Uh, and Garrett Wilson's actually from Lake Travis, Texas, uh, and so I, I definitely root for him being a Texas high school football player. But I, I I think regardless of what Terry McLaren's situation is, I think this is a good pick. So next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they re-signed Kirk Cousins. They need some offensive line help, but they also are looking for a cornerback. They are so disappointed that Stingley did yeah. not make it. They, they really thought that Stingley might make it. Now, there is a name still out there, and that's Trent McDuffie, yep. cornerback for Washington. But not so fast. I'm not going to corner. We're going to rebuild that offensive line. I hate saying it being a Packer fan, but they're going to bring in Tyler Lindenball, center from Iowa. Okay. A monster on the interior, I think he's going to help out with Dalvin Cook. He's going to protect Kirk Cousins more, and they're going to start building a wall for that <coughs> offense to shine. So give me Linda Baum. Sorry, Trent McDuffie. You're going to get picked soon. I feel it. I like the pick there, Dalton. Um, <clears throat> I, I think that he has fallen in drafts due to his size, but I, I do know that he's graded as, like, the greatest center prospect of all time yeah. in the in the ratings era. And so – uh, to me, that's a big win. I, I actually, I think Linderbaum is a guy that if he begins to fall, I, I would not be shocked if the Dallas Cowboys took Linderbaum. I really would. That would be a nice yeah, pick, too. I think so, too. But that's a good pick. I like that. So next up, Houston Texans are back on the clock. They just picked Kyle Hamilton with the third pick. We decide on that. But now it's back to just you, Hump. What are you thinking? Who are you taking? Man, I'm getting all the tough ones, man. There's lots of <laughs> lots of different directions here. Uh, you know, I, you know, you you didn't you took Hamilton early. Uh, at the safety position, so I'm going to stay away from from defensive back. Uh, do you draft an edge guy here? Do you draft an offensive lineman? Uh, I, to me, the offensive line group got pretty thin after uh, the three tackles taken. I, the next tackle for me personally is Trevor Penning, uh, FCS All-American from Northern Iowa. I don't know that that's the pick here. 
Um, so I, I, I'm going to actually go an edge player or defensive tackle Jordan Davis. Uh-oh. The, the, I don't even know what to call him. He's a, monster. a behemoth, like the biggest dude I've ever seen. Uh, I'm going to go – this is one that he's not rated very high on, on PFF. Uh, there, there's lists that don't have him incredibly high, but – Every mock draft that I have read about and seen is super high on this guy. He transferred out from Georgia to play at Florida State his senior year. He he he, he jumps off the off the tape. Uh, he's very athletic, uh, but I, I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson. I like getting the edge player here uh, to pair with Kyle Hamilton. You really, you know, uh, the Texans defense was terrible last year, and so I think I think getting two first round defensive players is not a bad idea, especially in a deep offensive draft where. They, they can improve in the second and third round on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, funny thing about Jermaine Johnson, uh, he was actually in last chance U. You didn't oh, really see him really? a lot. Yeah, he... What what school? Uh, Indy, the one oh, okay. with Coach okay. Brown. So okay. he was there on that team, but they, you know, they had other people that they were looking at. He was doing his thing. Obviously, he's probably going to be one of the better players to come out of the show, but really interesting fact. So next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, not too much they need to fix. They have a couple spots. And the big one is the interior of the defensive line. And there's two options. Yeah. And they're both from Georgia. They're both from Georgia. You have Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. Now, you would think my obvious answer would be Jordan Davis, but here's my problem. I think Jordan Davis is a one-trick pony. Now. Ooh. Now, hold on. He's a fantastic. Listen, you're talking to a guy that I I am like, dude, if he starts falling like Dallas, please trade up and get this cat. Now, here's my thing, and I don't want to disrespect (laughs) Jordan Davis. His one-trick pony act is the greatest of all time. One-trick pony as in run stopper? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, big man, he's going to hold the line. Yeah. He's really good at it. But that's probably about it. He's probably going to be like an Adamican Sioux, a – who's the guy from the Buccaneers, the big uh, Samoan? Uh, Vita 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 Vea, yeah. Perfect. Who's a great player? But with this pick, with the 14th pick, they're going with Devontae Wyatt, the interior defensive lineman from Georgia. I think he's more athletic. He can kind of do more things. Jordan Davis is going to be a great pick and a great player. But in terms of just athletic ability, you want to go with a safer pick, Devontae Wyatt, Georgia. I I like it, Dalton. Uh, Of course, we said that there might be up to four front seven members uh, from that national championship team out of Georgia. We've already had two. Uh, I can assure you uh, that Jordan Davis will be a first-rounder, uh, and maybe maybe we'll see a certain linebacker later. I don't know. So, Hump, next pick is the Philadelphia Eagles. Jameson Williams in our draft is dropping. So is it just because, you know, we already had two receivers get picked? So what <laughs> do you think in our minds? Why do we think he's fallen for us? Is it just because not a lot of receiver options in terms of people, what they need, or just the two better receivers were the ones that got picked? Well, you know, I, I To me, like I said, I think Drake London and Garrett Wilson are 1A and 1B. Jamison Williams, if he doesn't tear his ACL, might be a top 10 pick. Uh, the ACL in the National Championship game worries me, but he's going to be a stud. I mean, he, he's, kind of a, he's kind of a Devontae Smith type guy, just incredibly, incredibly talented vertical. Uh, there, there's a lot of teams left on this draft board that are looking for a receiver. I think Philadelphia is one of them. Uh, however... I am not going to go receiver here. Uh, and a lot of people have Philadelphia taking a receiver. Of course, I might go receiver, or you might go receiver, uh, with the 18th overall pick. Philadelphia has two first-rounders. They had three at one point, traded one away to the New Orleans Saints. But Dalton, you mentioned this guy earlier. Um, 
I watched the Dallas Cowboys absolutely carve up the Eagles last year. Uh, and so I am going to go cornerback Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie uh, out, of, out of Washington, he, you know, really, really good tape from college. Um, I, to me, he's, he's probably right behind Stingley and Gardner. Uh, the, those two guys have gotten most, the most of the attention. But I do like Trent McDuffie here, and I think that he can help the Eagles. All right, so next up we have the New Orleans Saints and Hump. I kind of want to do something special here. I we've never oh, done this before in the okay. draft. I'm actually going to I'm going to phone a friend. You're going to phone a friend. I'm going to phone a friend, a longtime Saints fan, oh, let me a, guess. a big let listener me guess. of Walk on Radio. Juan Henry. Juan Henry. Juan Henry. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do because in my draft they're taking a quarterback. Okay. So I'm going to give Juan Kenny Pickett and I'm going to give him Malik Willis. Okay. And I'm going to ask him, in your mind, as a Saints fan, who are they taking? Whoever he takes, we're going to go with. Okay. I'm, I'm good with this. I like, the, uh, I like the calling aspect. So I just got off the phone with Juan Henry. Shout out Juan Henry. He was at a little event, so we had some music in the background. So I couldn't get him recorded in the episode. But I asked him straight up. I said, look, you're a Saints fan. You're the guy. You know, you always talk about diehard Saints fan. He's one of my good friends. You have Malik Willis and you have Kenny Pickett. Who do you think the Saints are going to take and who would you rather take? And Juan Henry said, Kenny Pickett, quarterback for Pitt. So that's my answer. That's the quarterback. I think that's the guy they're going to run with. Small hands. Small hands. Small hands. That's what they're saying. Hump. How, do you, know, how big of a factor is a small hands? I don't know, man. I can't, I can't throw a wet ball. Uh, obviously, you've seen me throw dry balls, and I, I, I can do that, but... I can't throw a wet ball, so maybe. Well, hey, factor this in: the Saints playing a dome, Uh-oh. so that's at least at least half your games are perfect conditions. Well, Where's the two gloves? I like Kenny Pickett. The small hands really shot his his draft stock down, but before that, I, he was the number one quarterback. So great pick. He almost won the Heisman. Juan Henry, shout out Juan Henry. Let's hope that if they do that, he'll, he'll be <coughs> successful. But in the walk on radio draft, they are going with Kenny Pickett. So hump. You're up next, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, good team. They were so close last year. They were my team. Unfortunately, they didn't get it done. So, Hump, the floor is yours. The Chargers, who we taking? Man, Dalton, uh, talk about a team this offseason that really, really got better uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You had Khalil Mack. You had J.C. Jackson. And that's all to pair with uh, Derwin James and, and Joey Bosa. So, I mean, you, you, you've got some firepower there. There's a lot of mock drafts out there that have Jordan Davis going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Because of all the improvements they made on the defensive side of the ball, I'm not going to pick Jordan Davis here. But instead, I'm going to even even more boost their offense. They've got a good offense. Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Uh, who was their first-round offensive tackle last year? Rashawn Slater. Yep. Absolute animal. He is an animal. But I'm going to go two-headed monster at the tackle position. Uh, if, if Slater plays left tackle, this guy will almost certainly be the right tackle. I said it earlier. He's my next tackle off the board. I'm going Trevor Penning. Wow. FCS Trevor Penning. And, and what a good just senior bowl he had, throwing people around. It's really cool to have the FCS on the board. That is not only a good pick, but that's a scary pick, especially <laughs> – in the AFC West, which we've talked about, is going to be dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But good pick. Trevor Panning, Penning, uh, FCS guy. Next up, we have the Eagles. And, uh, man, tough, tough choice. Tough choice. But 
They got to go linebacker. Not a lot of good linebackers dude, on. Dude, that is so funny. Again, this whole entire episode, we promised that we would be candid and we wouldn't talk before. <laughs> and I thought for sure, for sure, that if I had the first Eagles pick and I went corner, you had the second Eagles pick, you'd go receiver. Because that's what everyone's doing. I think they go linebacker. Yeah. I think that's a great pick. I I think, like I said, we've talked about it before. The free agent market right now in receivers is so high, and there's a lot of good receivers that are going to end up in the draft. Christian Watson, North Dakota State, if he's not a first-round pick, he's going to be a steal later down the line. But for me, I'm going with the best linebacker on the in the draft. He hasn't been picked yet. A lot of, no linebackers have been picked. Going Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. It's going to help the defense, and they're going to be fine. Will they get a receiver? Yes, but not f- not for now. They're going with Devin Lloyd. I like the pick a lot. I really do. I really do. So next up, we have the Saints again, and uh, we just took Kenny Pickett. So, Hump, are you giving him weapons, or are you going to fix their defense? Brother, it's time to get a go-getter at the receiver position. Michael Thomas has been absent for the last two years. Uh, you know, you don't know what – what Alvin Kamara's status is going to be with with his trial stuff. Um, So it's receiver time. But the question is, is it Jamison Williams or is it Chris Olave? I don't know. That's really tough. It is tough. That's really tough because Olave had quite the combine. But Jamison Williams, his ceiling is just, just through the roof. So for that. I'm all about ceiling, baby. I think I think that if he doesn't tear his ACL, I think that he is probably a top ten pick in this draft. Uh, he he, I, I got a lot of faith in him. They need another receiver, so give me Jamison Williams. Good pick. Now, Hump, question for you: As I'm looking at the draft board, and there are there have been a lot of edges that have been taken, but right now George Karlaftis, a high ranked player, the number ten player <laughs> ranked has fallen quite a doozy. What what do you think is going on? Is it just because simply there are better edges that have been taken before him? I you know, I I've I've asked the same thing uh cuz he is rated really high on PFF. Uh but he is man, he is so low on on all mock drafts. I mean, he's he's not even getting sniffed until at least the the 20s. Uh, and and that's, you know, I've no idea when he's going to go tonight. I I'm I'm pretty sure that he's going to be a first rounder, but I don't. I don't think he tested that well. Uh, he he's kind of a he's kind of a stronger, well built end rather than a than a dominant athletic pass rusher uh, like Trayvon Walker or Hutchinson or, or, or those guys. But <clears throat> he is a first rounder. But I, I'm not surprised to see him fall. So next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm glad this happened that I got this opportunity to do this. You've seen the pictures. You've seen the videos. The way that Mike Tomlin has been looking at him, has been talking to him, it's happening. Malik Willis is going to the Steelers. I think if he falls at this point, if the Saints don't take him, if somebody else doesn't, that they might trade up for him. But it's clear that Mike Tomlin wants him to be the guy there. So he's going with Malik Willis. Now, the questions of Baker Mayfield potentially going to the Steelers made me question this, but... I think simply that it's just you can tell the workout, how good he did, how much of a strong arm he has, that there's a future for him. So Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty, the relationship is there, and he's going to be the one to rebuild and uh, bring the steel curtain potentially to, to another Super Bowl. This is fun, Dalton. This is, it, it's funny the picks that are coming to fruition. Like, you know, before the draft, we, we, we talked about, oh, Malik Willis – you know, the Steelers, they're tied with him, blah, blah, blah. What well, ended up that they, they didn't have to trade up uh, in our little hypothetical. They got their guy. That, that's, that's all you've been hearing about is how Mike Tomlin loves Malik Willis. Uh, I think that 
I don't necessarily know that Malik Willis is NFL ready today, but I think what he does do is there's at least going to be good competition in that in that training camp with Mitchell Trubisky and Malik Willis. Yeah, and even another thing, even if let's say my whole little Baker theory comes true, if that's your theory that Malik Willis isn't NFL ready, well now you have you have Trubisky, you have Baker and Malik. You kind of have this little trio going, and a lot of potential could be growth. You could see him come in and shine. But uh, the relationship is there, like I said, and I think it's a match made in heaven. Next up, we have the New England Patriots and Hump. Another really tough option here I keep, because... I keep getting positionally backwards. Like, I, like they really need this offensive guy, and they really need this defensive guy. So the crazy thing about the Patriots, and I feel like I haven't said this in a while, the Patriots need a lot of help. They are just kind of missing a lot of pieces throughout this team. And uh, they're in a rebuild stage, you can tell. So, Hump, what is the next step to the rebuild of the New England Patriots? Man, uh, to me, you know, you got to go receiver or you got to go front seven edge linebacker type guy. I'm very – oh, boy. I'm I'm looking at something here, Dalton. Uh Uh-oh. A receiver has fallen that I wasn't necessarily expecting. And the next team – is in the market for a receiver, and you're smiling because I oh. think the next pick is the Green Bay Packers. It is. So could I pull the ultimate Bill Belichick <laughs> and snipe your legs from out underneath you, take the best receiver available, and just just really, really piss off the Green Bay Packers? Hump, and maybe I- you have another guy. Maybe And maybe you don't even take receiver. I don't know. I don't know, but you are you're you're the GM for both Packer picks tonight. Uh, we we decided that we both get to control the fate of our own team, but I do like having all the power here right before the Green Bay Packers. I'm not going to say anything uh, about my next pick, so you just go ahead and do what you think. You are evil like Bill Belichick, so this is perfect. Do your little evil empire thing, and let's just get it over with, Dalton. I will not be selecting a receiver right here. Woo. I will not be selecting a receiver to help Mac Jones. I think, again, I think there's other good options in the draft. I love this guy I'm about to pick. I think that he is going to be awesome. I enjoyed watching him win the national championship. Uh-oh. Here comes the third Georgia front seven. Is it Jordan Davis? Is it N'Kobe Dean? I don't know. Dalton, New England Patriots. Linebacker Nicobe Dean. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He just he just fits the patriot the patriot mold. Uh, you know, listen to him talk. Listen to how hard of a worker he is uh, at Georgia. What what he came from and what he where he is now. Uh, Nicobe Dean just seems like like a like a match made in heaven for Bill Belichick. Great pick, and uh, the defense definitely needs to kind of adjust and get ready for a crazy AFC that has a lot of offensive weapons flying around. So next up, we have the 22nd pick, the Green Bay Packers. And Hump, I'm not going to lie, I haven't said his name because I was hoping he would fall right into my hands. I saw his name fall. I have I've written down like five receivers that we are taking. It's going to happen. This is the year that the Packers take a receiver in the first round. They have to. They, they have to. If they don't, Twitter's going to blow up, and I'm going to be a part of that gang. But his name fell. I'm so glad we got him. Chris Olave, receiver for Ohio State. If he drops in the real draft, my goodness, I'm going to be very happy. But I'm not worried because there's other really good receivers that we have been looking at. I'm excited. But best receiver right now is Chris Olave. Great pick for Aaron Rodgers. My goodness, even with Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, 
and uh, Alan Lazard. We're going to be good. I love it. Amari Rogers, the two-headed snake in the backfield, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon. This offense is freaky. Now, Dalton, you actually, uh, because like I said, we get to control the fate of our own team, so you actually have the next. You had that pick. You have this pick, and then I get the next two picks. So this is the Arizona Cardinals, 23 overall, and it's your pick. So my Cardinals, also my, my other team, they, uh, they need a lot of help in the offensive line area. And so there's, there's some names <coughs> there, but I don't, I'm not taking the offensive lineman because another fella has dropped. And Hump, you were talking about it earlier, and I feel bad. I feel terrible. But he, next to J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. I am so hurt right I'm now so that sorry. you're about to do I'm this. I'm so sorry. Because, because when he got past like 20, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to draft yep. who you're about to draft. I see his name. And just imagine the one-trick pony and J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones and Isaiah Simmons. It's just a freaky defense. Kyler Murray will be fine for a little bit longer. There are plenty of offensive linemen to get later. But the Cardinals are taking Jordan Davis, that interior defensive lineman is, from Georgia. It's disappointing, brother. So sorry. You spared me, and I put the knife in your back. I betrayed yeah. you. But him dropping this far, you got to take him. I'm hurt. Now, now, Dalton, to play devil's advocate here, do you think there's a shot that the Cardinals could draft a receiver in that spot? I mean, yeah, the option will be there, especially that they lost Christian Kirk. Um, and there's some really good options. But I think with the kind of main guys falling off, you want to either protect Kyler Murray because he's going to be able to get it done kind of with whoever or strengthen that defense. And, you know, there is Christian Watson. There is Traylon Burks from Arkansas. So there's options there. But it's kind of one of those things where, you know, they probably didn't even have Jordan Davis on their list. All of a sudden, he lands at their feet, and it's like, well, shoot, we can't pass up on an option like this. You have this freaky guy who put up such crazy numbers at the combine, and he's what, like 340 pounds, 6'8". Yep. Yep. It's just something you can't pass up on, and he reminds me of a player that used to play for the Cardinals. That's Calais Campbell, but bigger. So how did he turn out? Doing a great job. It's a pick you got to take. It's a good pick, Dalton. Uh, but I, that sucks. That for, sucks. No, it sucks because, I, because I, all week I've been reading about how you know there, there's – there's a lot of good options for the Cowboys, and then they are the next pick. I am going to make that pick. There's a lot of good, you know, do you take a linebacker if he falls to you? Well, Devin Lloyd and Kobe Dean, they're gone. Can't take them. Do you take a defensive tackle in, in, in Jordan Davis? He's gone. Do you take an edge guy? I don't really like any edge guys at this point. I, I'm not I – like I said, you know, you talked about George Karlaftis. I just don't – I don't know that that is the fit for us. Um, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk with the Cowboys drafting a first-round receiver, typically I'd be all on board with that. I am not on board with that. Uh, I think that we are A-OK with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and whoever else we draft in this draft. I think that there's a lot of depth at the receiver position. Uh, now, do we need to draft a receiver second round or third round? Yes, I think so. Uh, could you get a George Pickens? Could you get a Christian Watson? Could you get a Sky Moore? I, I mean, I think I think that those are good options, and I don't think we need to take a first-round receiver. So, Dalton, oh, man, this is really really anti-Ryan, but <laughs> I'm going to go the boring pick here. Oh, uh, no. Some, sometimes, sometimes the smartest decision is just staying at home. You don't have to go out, okay? Nothing, nothing bad happens if you stay at home. I'm going to pick 
a guy that is a sure thing starter for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I've listened to him in interviews. He's, he's, I think he had like a, some crazy GPA in college. Like I I like that type of stuff. He he's, he's well put together. Uh, and that is interior offensive lineman, Zion Johnson out of Boston college. College. Yeah. I I just, I think that to me, him and Kenyon green out of A&M are similar. Uh, but I, I just, I really like Zion Johnson's makeup. I think the Cowboys really need to, to really kind of batten down the hatches. I think that that offensive line that we once had is kind of falling apart. Uh, and so I, I think offensive line here is a good pick. So next up, we have the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, man, I'm at a tough spot here. It's where... my pick. It's my pick. Is it? Yes. Remember? Because you got, you got Packers Cardinals. You're right. I get Cowboys right. Bills. Um, right here, Dalton, I think the Bills are, are one of the most put-together teams in the NFL. Uh, I don't really see a lot of holes. Um, so, golly. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let us talk this one out. How about that? Okay. I think that... With a guy like Josh Allen, you're going to win a lot of games, okay? So let's, let's give him everything that we can possibly give him to, to help, him, help him help us win games for the next 10 years, okay? And what I mean by that is let's go receiver here, or do you reach out there and do you take a running back? Buffalo's been missing a bell, bell cow running back for years now. Do you reach out there? I've seen it in a couple mock drafts. The fantasy football in me is screaming right now. Take Brees Hall. Take Brees Hall. That would be such a match made in heaven for fantasy footballers all over the place. But I'm kind of leaning receiver here, Dalton. What do, what do you think? Talk, talk me through this. I like where your head's at. Um, just kind of like with quarterbacks, in terms of just like stats and, and rankings, running backs are kind of low this year, but the athletes that we've seen are insane. <coughs> I kind of agree with you on fact that they need a running back because at some point Josh Allen can't do it all. I don't I, – <clears throat> and he is a great running back, obviously. He's one of the more talented arm strength running combos in the league, but we, we can't do that forever because yeah. he's – you can only take so many hits. I mean, yeah, like, like you were saying, all it takes is one missed slide and helmet to the head and he's done. Uh, and he's not going to be able to throw it 60 yards 60 times a game. So I kind of like your head – where we're going with a running back. So would you take Brees Hall if that was your running back option? I like Brees Hall more than I like Kenneth Walker. Uh, to me, those are those are head and shoulders, running back one and running back two. But I, I do like Brees Hall more than I like Kenneth Walker. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, what do you think about Traylon Burks in a, in a Buffalo offense? So I the Packers were high on Traylon Burks, and probably <coughs> because they're, Chris Olave was a big option, Christian Watson and Traylon Burks. I like Traylon Burks. I think he's a great receiver. Another receiver, a big body receiver, is George Pickens from from Georgia. So there's kind of those options. Or or a slot guy like Jahan Dotson. That's true. And there's a lot of good receivers. Cole Beasley has been released, so there's no more Cole Beasley. So you kind of need that smaller slot to kind of kind of match. And Gabriel Davis, he kind of emerged as a as a stud in the playoffs. And there is Dawson Knox, a tight end. So the offensive, the the passing weapons are there. So do you like you said? Do you add on and just keep it going, or do you try to go? Who who's their starting running back right now? Is it still Singletary? Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I just it's don't. Pretty lackluster. Yeah, but is Brees Hall a first round pick? Is that an option? I, just I think don't. he's a first round pick if the whole running backs get injured stigma isn't around. You know I what agree, I mean? Yeah. This is up to you, Hump. I like it. both I'm, ideas. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Brees Bre- Hall. Brees Hall. Good yeah, pick. Brees Hall. I, I think. 
I just like I said, I don't think Buffalo has a whole lot of holes, uh, and so I think Brees Hall to Buffalo is interesting. Uh, he, he's he's definitely a guy that that can handle that that type of workload. So next up, we have the Tennessee Titans, and uh, they are kind of in the area of offensive line and receiver. Uh, they just lost Roger Saffold. He left. Uh, he's off to another team. So here's my dilemma. In the interior offensive line, there's not that many people left. Uh, there's Kenyon Green, who he's ranked 39 of, of everybody. He's a great guard. But like you said, with this kind of group of receivers that are causing some problems, A.J. Brown is one of them. He wants some money. He's thinking the Packers are considering getting him. Apparently, Packers want everybody. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, so do we go with a receiver to bounce off with that, or do we pick an interior offensive lineman? Hump, my answer is that you got to play it safe. A.J. Brown might be leaving. I talked about him a second ago. Tennessee Titans will take George Pickens, receiver Ooh, from Georgia. Okay. That's my pick. Okay, so you've got George Pickens ahead of Traylon Burks. Yeah, I think he's a, a strong receiver. That kind of – he for me, he kind of fills in what A.J. Brown could potentially be leaving – but this is another situation, like I asked you, where if A.J. Brown stays in the Titans, you kind of just have <sighs> two of the same guy, but there's nothing wrong with that. That won't hurt. So, uh, you know, they had Julio Jones, and uh, that could have been, been what this could be. So give me George Pickens. Uh, I hope I'm right. Maybe. We'll have to see. I like to pick. You know, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen with A.J. Brown. Uh, you, you added Robert Woods, but he's coming off a torn ACL. So it's like, uh, probably need to... Probably need to add a receiver to that room. I like the pick. I will say I like the pick even more because now I have a sure thing of who I'm going uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 27. You mentioned his name, interior offensive lineman, Kenyon Green. Man, and what a what an animal he was. Uh, kind of happy he's going. He's gone now. We don't have to face him. Sam Houston when we face a, uh, Texas A&M. But just an absolute animal on that offensive line. Uh, the Bucks kind of lost a lot of their guys, but Tom Brady's back, and uh, he's going to need as much protection as he can get because he's getting older. Don't want to get him hit that much. Great pick. Texas A&M finally getting their first guy. So next up, we have the Green Bay Packers and Hump. You know, they haven't pa- drafted a receiver in the first round in forever. <laughs> Are they going to do two in one draft? The answer is absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Now, that would be a crazy That'd pick. be cool, though. I don't uh, – even with a guy like Traylon Burks falling this far? We got Sammy Watkins. We have Randall Cobb. We have uh, – you, you, Your Alan combined Lazar. age right there is about 76. So, <laughs> But we do need – we do need a offensive line. We need to kind of revamp our offensive line. We're getting a little bit older. So my pick is a guy that kind of fell in my draft. I had him a little bit higher. I had him potentially going to the Steelers if Malik Willis was taken. So I'm going with Bernhard Ryman yep. from Central Michigan. I just think it adds some depth. David Bakhtiari has been out with an ACL, and we don't know when he's going to be back. We don't have a right tackle right now. So give me, give me him, Central Michigan. We're going to fix that offensive line, keep Rodgers healthy. Um, but, man, two receivers, that would be nice. But I don't, just don't see it happening, especially with their history. I like the pick there. Uh, I, I think that I think that receiver receiver would be risky. Again, I've I've said it time and time. 
the Packers, they're on a very, very, very short window here of success. Because once Aaron Rodgers is gone, I just don't see things going well. Uh, and so maybe you do go receiver, receiver. But I, I think I think making that offensive line better is, is not a bad move either. So, Dalton, we've got 29 and 30 here. Kansas City Chiefs have both picks. Okay, there's been a lot of talk that they're going to go receiver. Uh, I think that there's a need at defensive end. I think that you could get a DB. Um, man, it's it's also tough that I've got one pick and you've got the other. So it's like, what, yeah, we're gonna have what to kind of bounce am, off each other. Why don't we? Why don't we draft together? Because like, it, it it completely changes the second pick. Who I who who I might draft first or draft second? All right. Well, I'll tell you who in what position do you like? I had three DBs, three okay. cornerbacks on my paper: uh, Andrew Booth, Kyir Elam, and uh, Jalen P- Patrie from Baylor. Okay, he so was those, the one that ran the really fast. Yeah, yeah. so those are my three. So I have Andrew Booth ranked the highest out of those. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But you've been talking about Traylon Burks. <sighs> I don't, so do we go Traylon and then Booth? Or do you go George Karlaftis, who has dramatically fallen? Yeah. Man. I don't know. The best player you always want to draft. So, But would you go Karlaftis and then Burks or Karlaftis and Booth? You don't want to double on defense. Or do you? Or are you are you okay with your with your five hundred million dollar man? Well, losing Tyreek is big. It's huge. I think it dramatically changes their offense. Does Burks fit in that? Tyreek I don't know. Slot. I I think a guy. I'm gonna throw a name out there. Okay, I like Jahan Dotson for Kansas City, but another name that I really like in Kansas City. Uh oh, Christian Watson. They do need a big guy. I mean, that's a that's a vertical threat. Man, I could. Dude, let me throw another name out there. This is tough. This is really tough at the end of the first round. But let me throw another name out there. Torres Achilles at his pro day. Okay, I've just seen this name attached to the, to the Kansas City Chiefs a couple times. A probable top 10, top 15 pick. Torres Achilles, now he's not. He's falling. David Ojabo. Mm. So it's I, like, are you okay with getting him later in the season and you're getting a top 15 talent at 30? Well, I think... I don't think the owners will take that risk because I think he will drop. It'll be kind of like a Jalen Smith deal where he kind of dropped. He was a first-rounder, fell off, and despite his back half of his career as a Cowboy, he did start off pretty well. So I think he will definitely fall um, just because of how early that injury is. But, I mean, if we want to take that risk, we are the GMs. This isn't We're not thinking what they're thinking. We're thinking what we want to think. I like Christian Watson – as that kind of bigger guy. But if in my mind we're trying to replace a Tyreek Hill, I don't know if he... It's not Burks then. Yeah. It can't be Burks. So what, the about, only... so what about Sky Moore? <sighs> just, is he a first-rounder? I don't, I don't know he's a first-rounder. Yeah. I think there's... The, like, I'm telling you, this receiver class is so deep. Like, there's going to be a long stretch of receivers taken in the first, and there's going to be a long stretch of receivers taken in the second. So do we think that they go Karlaftis just because Let's go he's defense, available? defense, dude. Let's let's say let's go defense defense. We'll say that the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely draft a receiver in the second round, and let's just let's just put a lot of faith into Patrick Mahomes getting it done. So All I'm right. good with Carl Aftis and Andrew Booth. I agree. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, I like it. I like it. So how do we feel about you know just quickly touching on Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. We're gonna touch more on it next episode, but just give me a quick. For now, what you thinking? I think that it hurts 
the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think it hurts Tyreek Hill. Um, I think Tyreek Hill is one of the more special talents in all of football ever. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't I don't know if there's ever been a guy that could stretch the field quite like him. Um, but Dalton, you have one of the greatest arm talents of all time in Patrick Mahomes. So it's like. Are you limiting him with, with a guy like Tua Tugavailoa? And you know I'm hard on Tua. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't, it, it's definitely going to be something to something to look out for. Well, nice little preview for the next episode. Next up, you have the Bengals pick. They've been rebuilding that offensive line with some signings. Do they continue it with the draft, or do they get some defense? What's your mind here? Oh, this is my pick. Okay, yes. So, Dalton, I I think – I've seen this name tied with, with – the Bengals quite a bit uh, because he, he had fallen in a lot of drafts. I think that Tyler Lindenbaum would be a slam dunk for, for the Bengals. Obviously he got picked far earlier than this, which I don't disagree with, but I, I, I think they did so much on the offensive line uh, in that, in the off season. Let's, let's get better in the DB room because we were getting toasted. We were getting toasted in the Super Bowl. Okay. Cooper cup gave us the work. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a couple names stand out here. Uh, Kair Elam, you, you mentioned him. You mentioned uh, Jalen Petrie. Uh, I like, you know, I read a lot about Lewis Sign and and uh, Daxton Hill. Uh, I read that Daxton Hill's versatility is really impressive. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is being able to play safety, being able to play nickel, dom, la da da uh, but Dalton, I think I'm just going to go the highest rated. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. I was thinking that Kyer Elam was rated higher um, than Lewis Sign, but that is not the case. Uh, I don't know. Safety, true safety or true corner? What would you pick? Man, well, you talk about versatility. You have a guy that could probably play both. You probably, And Daxton Hill. Yeah, yeah. but I would – ah, man – I'd probably go safety, give give some more help over the top because that was kind of the issue. And you can have a guy, a hard hitting guy, that can help the corners, uh, and then you can kind of pick somebody up later. You've convinced me. I'm taking the fifth member of the uh, Georgia Bulldogs defense, Lewis Sign. Good choice. And the last pick of the first round is the Detroit Lions and Hump. This one's weird, and here's why: they had the second overall pick. Okay. They now have the 32nd overall pick, which, which was given to them for Matthew Stafford. They're going to have the second pick in the second round as well. So mm. it's like, and, and, and keep this in mind, Dalton, with first rounders, you are given the option to pick up a fifth year on their rookie contract. I know that's a big deal for these, the, the, these guys that, in this situation, the Lions, they're, they're going to pick two players in the next three picks. So it's like, you got you got some contractual yeah. things so who, with it. Who would we take in the second for Detroit? With the second pick? Yeah. Trevon Walker. Okay. Defensive end. Okay, that helps a lot because it came down to a linebacker for me. Uh, Quay Walker, Leo Chanel, but Hump. I'm going to go left field. I don't even know if it's it left field. It might not be left field. It might not be. My pick, my last pick of the first round. I hope, I hope it's the same as what I'm thinking. Is Matt Carell. Oh, I did go quarterback position, but I, I picked a different one. Did you I, go Ritter? I went Ritter. Okay. I went Ritter. But I Corral, went, that's fine. Now, 
the injury at the end of the bowl, the bowl game injury, is is big, but I still think he's got kind of that swagger. And I also think he's a guy that can sit behind Jared Goff. And I think he is kind of be a, maybe a Jordan Love situation where he, he could have been drafted early, but he's a guy that can sit for a little bit, heal his injury, let Jordan, uh, Jared Goff play, come in, do his thing. I'm going with Matt Drip Correll. Matt Correll. I like it. I do like a quarterback pick there. Uh, and the reason I brought up the contract thing is, is for that reason, especially because uh, if you do have a young quarterback like that, picking up that fifth-year option is, is something that, that, is, that is needed. So, Hump, the final thing we're going to do before we end this episode is we have three names, three Sam Houston Bearcats that have kind of been the highest projected for, for our team. Three guys, two of them which were on the show, and then one guy who we talk about all the time. So, Hump, what we're going to do is – is I'm going to tell you the player, and I want you to tell me the team that he is going to be drafted to. Doesn't matter what round, doesn't matter what pick, what team, or sign. Of course, you know you never know, could be a signing, but sign or draft, what team is they going to be in, what jersey are we going to have to buy. Starting off, our main attraction, Zion McCollum, one of our higher guys, guy that is going to be projected third round. But Hump, what team is he going to? Man, uh, that is that is tough. And, and I, I told... I said this on the on when we had them on the episode last week, you know, with corners, man, every team needs every team needs DBs, and so it is dang near impossible to predict where you know a DB might get picked because they they, they need them for depth. Uh, it's good for special teams, and, and Zion is a guy that is going to fit a lot of a lot of schemes. He's going to fit a lot of schemes, um, and so Dalton, uh, this is again. I mean, pretty much a left field chunk in the rock right here. Guess, okay? But I this is this is this is really random. But oh, I am gonna go the New Orleans Saints. Wow, I'm gonna go the New Orleans Saints. Kind of a little closer to home ish, uh, but you know, like I said, every team needs a DB. Um, I think the Saints are one of those that that could use a corner, um, and so. Yeah, give me give me the New Orleans Saints for whatever reason. So I am kind of following the dirt sheets, the the mock drafts, the Twitterverse, uh, and they projected that the San Francisco 49ers are going to take them. I'll follow that. I say go to the Niners. Niners didn't have a first-round pick. Uh, a lot of DBs got taken. So all of a sudden, Zion's looking really good in the third, third round. So he's going to be a Niner, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's going to be a great pick for him. He's going to look good in the gold and uh Red and Garnet or something. They got a nice a weird name for their color. But give me the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo or not. We'll talk about that next episode. But uh, San Francisco. Next up, we have his twin brother, Tristan McCollum. So, Hump, does he stay with uh, you and Zion in New Orleans, or is he going somewhere else? Dalton, I think for them to play on the same team, Tristan's going to have to go undrafted. Uh, I think... You know, hearing him talk, hearing hearing scouts talk at the pro day, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that he will get picked. Um, now, Dalton, I, I'm I'm picking this because it is a very very close to home team, and I feel like it would be a crime for for this certain team not to pick one of the twins. So for Tristan McCollum, I'm saying that he will join forces with another fellow Bearcat in Davion Davis with the Houston Texans. When you said that, I agree with you. I said Houston Texans. Uh, really? You see the connection. Davion Davis, P.J. Hall ended up on the Texans. 
it's just somewhere where it's close to home. And you remember the last episode how highly the Houston Texans have been with them. They, I mean, we play a game in their stadium, so they get all eyes on them. I think he's going to be a great fit for the Texans, stay at home, and uh, he's going to be a player that he might not cost as much as Zion, but he's going to be worth as much. And I, uh, I just think it's going to pan out for him. He's such a great player. He's a carbon copy of Zion, so you can't go wrong with that pick. And then finally, the last thing before we finish this up is Jaquez Ezzard, a guy that hasn't been talked much about draft-worthy, but a guy that just shown out in the FCS level. You talk about him, say he's going to be a steal wherever he goes. There's a couple teams that we've heard have been looking at him. So, Hump, where's Jaquez going to end up? Man, I, I'm I'm probably pick, picking the boring pick here because this is the most the, – the one in the pro day that we covered, they were on him the most – uh, he fits that scheme. Uh, he, 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 offensive coordinator, head coach there is, is, I mean, that's what Jaquez Ezzard does, uh, kind of a Texas Tech style offense. So I'm going Jaquez Ezzard to the Arizona Cardinals, kind of, kind of fit in with that Kyler Murray run and gun type role. Uh, I think that they can use him in a, in a return role, running back role, slot receiver, whatever it may be. Whatever team picks Jaquez Ezzard is getting a steal. And so for me, he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, for me, it kind of came down to the Cardinals or the Falcons. I know he took a visit to the Falcons, and, and we haven't talked to him in a while, so we don't know what other teams he's visited. But uh, I'm going with the Cardinals as well. I think it just kind of fits where he is good at, like you said, and he's going to be a great punt returner. Even if he doesn't get a you know big shot at receiver, he will be a punt returner. Look at Gunnar Oseski, Alvin Legend. He's a, He was a DB that turned into a punt returner. If a DB turned punt returner can do it, a guy that has been doing it this whole time is going to be able to shine. I think he's going to do great in Arizona if he goes there, of course. But uh, excited. A lot of jerseys we're going to have to buy, but it'll be worth it because they're our friends. But Hump, what a fun mock draft we did. Uh, hopefully we'll be right and most of these will turn out. But uh, any last words before we finish this episode? Dalton, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I think that it was funny how a couple things ended up. Uh, a couple things that you and I were on the same page, a couple things that we weren't on the same page, but that's okay. That That is the beauty in the draft, especially in the first round, uh, Thursday night. Uh, are you coming over? Or, I are think we, so. Are well, we going to order pizza or something? So we, uh, me and you are part of an intramural softball team. Oh, yeah, and, playoffs uh, start We're in the week, playoffs, maybe. so we have to, we're going to watch the draft and then go straight to our game, excited. But I will be here, and uh, I'm excited to watch the draft. Heck, yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's in Vegas, which is going to be Really cool. It's at the Bellagio where the fountains are, you know? Oh. That's going to be cool. Is That's going to be cool. Do you remember the original plans before COVID where they were going to like, boat like them out? Put them out on like a boat or they something? doing that? Um, I'm thinking so. no. I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is if I'm a draft pick going to the draft in <laughs> Vegas? Yeah. 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 You better be careful. Yeah. Uh, we, saw, we saw it happen to Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Ooh. But uh, you, know, you know the rules. You know, follow us on anything. Listen to us on, on anywhere. Uh, give us a five Just star. Just look us up. Yeah. Right? Give Just us a review. Hats are going to come back soon. We have a contest going on right now. We will announce the winners. Uh, follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram, Walk on Radio. And, of course, this episode is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. We will see you after the draft and next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.